0: Good evening. Today, we have Dr. Day live with us to talk about World War II history. Dr. Day is a special World War II historian analyst who has spent his life since a kid devoting himself to know everything about World War II. Please welcome Mr. Day. To get you started, what got you interested in learning about World War II?
1: Honestly, my love for knowing more. I realized at a very young age that to better the future, I'll have to know the mistakes of the history's past. What, uh, what would you consider the weirdest thing when learning about the war? Considerably, the weirdest thing, in my opinion, is how we can be prejudiced to the entire race and or nation just based off the ideologies of a few people or a controlled group.
0: Yes, I've read Hitler's concentration camps conducted more than extensive labor, but that that they ran various tests such as high altitude tests. Freezing, transplanting, injecting people with diseases, etc. Literally using these humans as test rats. Aside from Jews, how do you feel on the treatment of African Americans, specifically the Tuskegee Airmen? How did they contribute and help minorities
1: during the war? What you read was correct. Hitler put Jews through concentration camps just to use them as test subjects for ideas to save his soldiers. Aside from that, African American, the Tuskegee Airmen, and the Navajo played a vital factor in the war and the rights of minorities. With African-Americans in the Navajo contributing in the war in various ways, it gave them a sense of nationality like they finally belonged. Do not get me wrong, it was still much left to be solved before fully equality, but the tensions were low and everyone who called themselves an American finally had a chance to show it.
0: That was very brave of such men to take a risk to set the bar for African-American success in society. With that being said, there was an Executive Order 8802 that allowed every race to participate and get their hands dirty in the war. Minorities were scared of discrimination in the military at the time. Do you think this order truly brought peace among all races on
1: the battlefront? I do not believe it brought peace amongst minorities, but I do believe it gave one race a mutual respect for the other race because now they weren't enemies anymore. Now they were comrades in arms and it made them put aside their differences for a brief time and actually hear each other. I see. Brothers in Arms, how do you feel about the Selective
0: Service and Training Act saying that all men between 21 and 45 were required to register for the war drive? Was this fair? Did this violate your freedom as an American citizen?
1: I feel like the Selective Service Act and the Training Act both was bad and good. I feel like tearing families apart like that was not healthy for American citizens, but at the same time, those men that were taken away from their families were more efficient all those men had something to lose and something to fight for and something to return to so they were more productive on the battlefield
0: so you would agree with roosevelt's speech stating that the draft was for the security of the country i don't think i would agree with the draft with being drafted for the war to put my life on the line for the country i wouldn't feel comfortable under surveillance 24 7 i was being told what to do tell
1: me a little about the actual battlefronts weapons involved and such as i said before i agree and disagree personally I would have been upset, but I would have understood it was for the better of our country. For the actual battlefronts, there were many different fronts. There were the close quartered land battles, the fast and dangerous air battles, and the long and treacherous sea battles. Aircrafts were implemented this were flamethrowers, smaller machine guns that soldiers could hold in hand and reload easily, U-boats, torpedoes, bazookas, and many more, which is why this was one of the most deadliest wars. This must have meant many new advancements in production and technology were brought
0: about. Yes, the military must have had ideas to improve military weapons and such
1: to have the upper hand. Yes, factories were stationed on bases and around bases. We had refrigerator companies make 250,000 50 caliber machine guns. Soldiers were rapidly building aircraft like automobiles. We had technological and medical advances such as penciling used to fight infections. Atomic bombs, digital computers were first developed to break code and ballistics. Television was on the rise and more. In the 1950s, over 89% of Americans now had TVs in their houses. How did these televisions impact the people while the war was happening? What encouraged Americans to get active? During the war, it encouraged people to buy war bonds and support the war, and it had high propaganda showing. If you're referring to Victory Gardens, then that was a case of nationality. We were attacked on our soil. We were attacked on our soil, and our soil was poor. So to show a sign that Americans could not be defeated, they started planting gardens and rationing food instead of coalescing as an economy. I see these
0: people in sunbelts that stretched across the southern and southwestern portions of the country from Florida to California. The sunbelt typically includes the state of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, and California. They were building the American dream. There was economic growth with new types of businesses and industries like aerospace, defense, and military and oil. Let's talk about the women involved in the war. What kind of contributions did they make?
1: During the war, women took over factory jobs that were essentially the men of America during the war. They made resources, they paid bills, and they raised the children basically alone. Without the women, America would have collapsed. Do you think their roles from the war contributed to the American
0: dream and what it was like now? the four-family household, wife who cooks and cleans, husband goes to work, etc.
1: I think their roles did contribute to that. I think men seeing how good a woman can raise a family on her own made them realize they need to step their game up the work first and with them doing that gave women the opportunity to stay at home and relax and do what women, quote-unquote, were supposed to do. I can agree with that. Since we're on the topic of
0: post-war America, can you explain what the GI Bill was like and what it actually did for war veterans?
1: The GI Bill actually helped veterans a lot. It gave them loans to get back on their feet, unemployment insurance, and low-cost mortgages so that living would be easy on them.
0: That's amazing. Veterans are definitely entitled to benefits after. And for the last question of the day, do you believe the baby boom was beneficial to the economy's growth?
1: I think at first, the baby boom hurt us. Less food to go around, the cost of living went up, and everyone was trying to run up the the rest of each other. But eventually, the boom of babies helped us tremendously. It inspired the generation for more.
0: Well, that's all the questions we have for today. We'd like to thank Mr. Day for coming in and enlightening us on World War II. Well,
1: thanks for having me.
0: Good evening. Today, we have Dr. Day live with us to talk about World War II history. Dr. Day is a special World War II historian analyst who has spent his life since a kid devoting himself to know everything about World War II. Please welcome Mr. Day. To get you started, what got you interested in learning about World War II?
1: Honestly, my love for knowing more. I realized at a very young age that to better the future, I'll have to know the mistakes of the history's past. What,
0: uh, what would you consider the weirdest thing when learning about the
1: war? Considerably, the weirdest thing, in my opinion, is how we can be prejudiced to the entire race and or nation just based off the ideologies of a few people or a controlled group.
0: Yes, I've read Hitler's concentration camps conducted more than extensive labor, but that that they ran various tests, such as high altitude tests, freezing, transplanting, injecting people with diseases, etc. Literally using these humans as test rats. Aside from Jews, how do you feel on the treatment of African-Americans, specifically the Tuskegee Airmen? How did they contribute and help minorities during the war?
1: What you read was correct. Hitler put Jews through concentration camps just to use them as test subjects for ideas to save his soldiers. Aside from that, African-American, the Tuskegee Airmen, and the Navajo played a vital factor in the war and the rights of minorities. With African-Americans and the Navajo contributing in the war in various ways, it gave them a sense of nationality like they finally belonged. Do not get me wrong, it was still much left to be solved before fully equality, but the tensions were low and everyone who called themselves an American finally had a chance to show it.
0: That was very brave of such men to take a risk to set the bar for African-American success in society. With that being said, there was an Executive Order 8802 that allowed every race to participate and get their hands dirty in the war. Minorities were scared of discrimination in the military at the time. Do you think this order truly brought peace among all races on the battlefront?
1: I do not believe it brought peace amongst minorities, but I do believe it gave one race a mutual respect for the other race, because now they weren't enemies anymore. Now they were comrades in arms, and it made them put aside their differences for a brief time and actually hear each other.
0: I see. Brothers in arms, how do you feel about the Selective Service and Training Act saying that all men between 21 and 45 are required to register for the war drive? Was this fair?
1: Did this violate your freedom as an American citizen? I feel like the Selective Service Act and the Training Act both was bad and good. I feel like tearing families apart like that was not healthy for American citizens, but at the same time, those men that were taken away from their families were more efficient. All those men had something to lose and something to fight for and something to return to so they were more productive on the battlefield.
0: So you would agree with Roosevelt's speech stating that the draft was for the security of the country. I don't think I would agree with the draft, with being drafted for the war to put my life on the line for the country. I wouldn't feel comfortable under surveillance, 24-7, I was being told what to do. Tell me a little about the
1: actual battlefronts, weapons involved, and such. As I said before, I agree and disagree personally. I would have been upset, but I would have understood it was for the better of our country. For the actual battlefronts, there were many different fronts. There were the close quartered land battles, the fast and dangerous air battles, and the long and treacherous sea battles. Aircrafts were implemented this war, flamethrowers, smaller machine guns that soldiers could hold in hand and reload easily, U-boats, torpedoes, bazookas, and many more, which is why this was one of the most deadliest wars. This must
0: have meant many new advancements in production and technology were brought about. Yes, the military must have had ideas to improve military weapons and such to have the upper hand. This must have meant many new advancements in production and technology were brought about. Yes, the military must have had ideas to improve military weapons and such
1: to have the upper hand. Yes, factories were stationed on bases and around bases. We had refrigerated companies make two hundred and fifty thousand fifty caliber machine guns. Soldiers were rapidly building aircrafts like automobiles. We had technological and medical advances such as penciling used to fight infections, atomic bombs, digital computers were first developed to break code and ballistics, television was on the rise and more. In the 1950s, over 89% of Americans now had TVs in their houses. This must have meant many new advancements in production and technology were brought about.
0: Yes, the military must have had ideas to improve military weapons and such to have the upper
1: hand. Yes, factories were stationed on bases and around bases. We had refrigerator companies make 250,000 50 caliber machine guns. Soldiers were rapidly building aircrafts like automobiles. We had technological and medical advances such as penciling used to fight infections, atomic bombs, digital computers were first developed to break code and ballistics, television was on the rise, and more. In the 1950s, over 89% of Americans now had TVs in their houses.
0: How did these televisions impact the people while the war was happening? What encouraged Americans to get active?
1: During the war, it encouraged people to buy war bonds and support the war, and it had high propaganda showing. If you're referring to Victory Gardens, then that was a case of nationality. We were attacked on our soil. We were attacked on our soil, and our soil was poor. So, to show a sign that Americans could not be defeated, they started planting gardens and rationing food instead of coalescing as an economy. I see. These people in sun belts
0: that stretched across the southern and southwestern portions of the country, from Florida to California, the sun belt typically includes the state of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, and California. They were building the American dream. There was economic growth with new types of businesses and industries like aerospace, defense, and military and oil. Let's talk about the women involved
1: in the war. What kind of contributions did they make? During the war, women took over factory jobs and were essentially the men of America during the war. They made resources, they paid bills, and they raised the children basically alone. Without the women, America would have collapsed. During the war, women took over factory jobs that were essentially the men of America during the war. They made resources, they paid bills, and they raised the children basically alone. Without the women, America would have collapsed. Do you think their roles from the war
0: contributed to the American dream and what it was like now? The four-family household,
1: wife who cooks and cleans, husband goes to work, etc.? I think their roles did contribute to that. I think men seeing how good a woman can raise a family on her own made them realize they need to step their game up in the work first and with them doing that gave women the opportunity to stay at home and relax and do what women, quote unquote, were supposed to do.
0: I can agree with that. Since we're on the topic of post-war America, can you explain what the GI Bill was like and what it
1: actually did for war veterans? The GI Bill actually helped veterans a lot. It gave them loans to get back on their feet unemployment insurance, and low-cost mortgages so that living would be easy on them.
0: That's amazing. Veterans are definitely entitled to benefits after. And for the last question of the day, do you believe the baby boom was beneficial
1: to the economy's growth? I think at first, the baby boom hurt us. Less food to go around, the cost of living went up, and everyone was trying to run up the the rest of each other. But eventually, the boom of babies helped us tremendously. It inspired the generation for more.
0: Well, that's all the questions we have for today. We'd like to thank Mr. Day for coming in and enlightening us on World War II.
1: Well, thanks for having me.